so i was also about 7 years of age when like every other body girl i was also taken under a false premise not knowing what it's for and i was taken into a dark dingy building where there was a traditional midwife i was scarred and of course it was a terribly painful procedure and i do remember being in pain and i do remember that the lady who did cut me came out and said look we got the devil out of you let's talk about female genital mutilation if anybody in the community refuses to circumcise himself then know that he's not part of the community in fact it was such a secret practice that most people didn't know it existed in india at all the moment you say fgm it brings all those gory images which is not true mm-hmm. our practice is entirely different it is very 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 minimalistic because the essential purpose of female genital mutilation is to control a woman is to control a woman's sexuality is to control a woman's sexual desire why is it that the women of the community mostly well educated have still not spoken up out what is it fear is there fear of the saidna or fear of the religious clerics who hate the community that they will not speak out this is a news laundry podcast and you're listening to let's talk about On May 7th, 2017, India's FGM story began unfolding in the highest court of the land. The Supreme Court will decide whether or not to ban the practice of female circumcision or not. The top court questioned why should the bodily integrity of a woman be subjected to a religious practice? Earlier in court, the center had also supported a complete ban on religious practices in certain communities which allow female genital mutilation. Responding to a PIL filed by Sunita Tiwari, the Supreme Court called FGM an extremely important and sensitive issue. It issued notices seeking detailed replies from the state governments of Maharashtra, Gujarat, Rajasthan and Delhi, all states with significant Daudi Bora population. Tiwari's petition had contended that Khatna found no reference in the Quran and was carried out among Bora women without medical reasons. It evoked the inhumanness and mental torture that the practice inflicts on survivors. It further argued that it is violative of article 14 and 21 of the indian constitution that is against the right to life liberty and equality we speak out through its weight behind the petition founder masuma ranalvi explains why so when the supreme court admitted the petition uh, we speak out uh, we decided that uh, we should be part of it because it's an important petition and uh, we need to um, you know have our say in the matter because this is the highest court of the land which is going to be deciding this issue and we should have our say in the matter through the hearings they have been extremely positive and they have kind of made some very pertinent comments that uh, any uh, cutting off any part of a woman's body is violation of her bodily integrity and uh, that this is a crime because you're you're kind of uh, touching her genitals and you're cutting her genitals and under poxo as well as under ipc these are crimes so these positions have been constantly reiterated by the chief justice as well as other justices and they've also maintained that you know um this does not afford any protection under article 25a which is freedom of religion It was Abhishek Manu Singhvi who argued for the respondents when the case began in the Supreme Court representing the Daudi Bora Women for Religious Freedom a coalition of allegedly more than 70000 Bora women he claimed that a legal ban on khatna would intrude upon the religious freedom of the community 
he made a case for the practice being an essential part of the Daudi Bora faith and that it can be considered immoral only if it affected the public at large. Singhvi also introduced a technical distinction to strengthen his case, arguing that female genital mutilation or FGM is distinct from female circumcision or FC, which the Boras actually practice. He claimed that while FGM is no doubt barbaric, FC is a benign practice which only involves a ritual nick in the foreskin of the clitoris. Singhvi went on to add that the Boras also practice male circumcision and therefore banning female circumcision in the community would introduce gender discrimination and violate the right to equality enshrined in Article 14. Let us listen to Samina Kanchawala of the Daudi Bora Women for Religious Freedom, who explains the defense's position with respect to the PIL. Definitely we Daudi Bora women uh, who are directly uh, targeted in this have no issues with cuffs. Uh, we are living absolutely perfect normal lives and all the claims that are made in the PIL, when we went through that, we felt this is complete nonsense. Cuffs which is also known as female circumcision, is just a nick, a very tiny nick on the prepuce, okay? Nowhere this can be called as mutilation. Even if you look at the English meaning of the term mutilation, it has to be, you know, uh, deeply damaged. Mm -hmm. And there is no such damage caused. Uh, it is completely harmless. From that perspective, the very claim of a FGM is something that we are completely against. We ourselves as a community are against any mutilation of any sort. Cuffs primarily is part of Taharat and uh, our uh, faith stands on seven pillars. Taharat is one of the basic pillar, okay? Taharat is purity, okay? And for that we do. Uh, if we are to offer namaz, if we are to do anything, the basic requirement is to be pure, Taharat. And therefore, uh, taharat becomes a very critical aspect of every spiritual aspect of our faith. Khavs falls under Taharat and therefore it is very, very essential and critical for us. That was just a sneak peek because this episode is behind a paywall. If you want to hear the entire episode and more amazing podcasts like Let's Talk About and NL Hafta, subscribe to News Laundry. Support independent media, support News Laundry.